Cool. And we are recording. What? What are you talking about? There, there's the blinking red light, Wade. The pod's recording. The pod's recording. I see no blinking red light. All I see is a fool. I don't believe you. I hate you. And you're no son of mine. Townspeople, have at him. Jeez, can't a guy have a catch a break? Wasting all this time, an in-depth review and reassessment of the media from our childhood and its surrounding fandoms. My name is Wade. I am joined by my co-host, Spencer. Hello. And our producer and engineer, Nico. Hi. So, Spencer, baby, what are we getting up to today? Uh, Today we're taking a look at the 2005 Disney animated film, Chicken Little. We're going to find out whether um, this Zach Braff voice chicken is truly insane. Or maybe he's got a point. Maybe he does. Maybe uh, he does. <laughs> so before going into the rewatch, what what were both your like general memories of the movie? Starting with my co-host Spencer. I've seen it like a billion times. It was one of the movies we got on DVD. So we used to have like a little uh, like a Honda Odyssey that would we would just have DVDs on rotation. In oh, the we're car. sponsored. We're sponsored by. The oh way. yeah, we by the clarify. Honda Odyssey. Do they even make those anymore? Like with the TVs in the back for the kids? I don't know. Um, but we had one, and this was on constant rotation. And I remember, like, as a kid, I thought it was really fun. I liked, like, how fast-paced it was. I liked the baseball stuff. I liked the music. I was, like, I liked how everybody was zipping around and the humor. And my mom liked the Barbara Streisand references. Um, so it was, a, it was a good family film. So it, it, it sits highly in my memory. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, my favorite movie, but... It was fun to always put on. Did do you remember? Did you see it in theaters? God, I think I'm pretty sure I did. I'm like ninety percent sure I did. Okay, Nico, my boy, how about you? Well, I know for a fact I saw this in theaters, and I've watched this a billion and one times, Spencer. <laughs> oh. But uh, but no, I was yeah. I remember being really into this movie. Like, it's definitely there's a lot of it that I was able to like. Like, I, because I haven't seen it in, like, so many years, I couldn't quote it from memory now, but, like, definitely, like, it was definitely a movie I, like, memorized a a bunch of beats from, so a lot of it, rewatch it was coming back. Uh, Yeah, no, yeah, I just, like I said, enjoyed Spencer, all the characters are very zany and energetic, and there's a lot of, like, you know, it's, like, like you said, it's a very fast-paced film, Mm -hmm. and that definitely appealed to me as a kid and i liked how you know how their worlds like the all the houses they have are like like they live in a chicken coop and there's someone next to them in like a bird house and stuff very fun but yeah so this definitely holds a fond place yeah. in my childhood i like that they were animals that could talk basically yes like, i thought that was a cool yeah. concept I know, I know, Nick Wilde, how obsessed you are with that. For me, this is, I think this is specifically a movie that really hit us around the time where we would be indoctrinated by, like, 
the ad specifically targeting us for this, all the additional media, oh, yeah. like McDonald's toys, all the games, all I got a plushie, yes. uh, I think an action figure. So like this, which is this is a really interesting period, and we'll go a bit more into it, but this is an interesting period in uh, Disney feature animation because um, they're kind of uh, pushing out a lot of shit, uh, but it still gets marketed us in the same way. As a kid, you could just theoretically be as into this as in like a kid that was around when like Little Mermaid was dropping. Mm-hmm. And I, that's me. I, I owned the video game. I remember having toys. Um, and we'll go into it when we go into like the full specific plot breakdown or whatever. But like, there's specific little lines in this, and be it like tied to commercials I saw or like when I actually saw the movie. But like, it hits like that little like some like spot in the back of my brain that I immediately am back there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, the the critic in Ratatouille. But I'm <laughs> I'm back on my couch watching a DVD of Chicken Little. It's almost like you're a nostalgia critic, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why is the chicken so? Li- <laughs> Why are you making him sound like uh like Shelton from the Replacements? He's not Jewish, right? That's not insensitive. Who, Doug? Yeah. No, he's Catholic. A true nostalgia critic fan would know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> He's mentioned it. He's a true he mentions it in this Christmas Carol review. Yeah, something like that. We finally spoke about Doug Walker on the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, on the uh, on the pod, but specifically, what makes it super interesting is that both this was um, Disney Animations, like in house, their first fully CGI production. Uh, they had obviously distributed the Pixar stuff, and they did Dinosaur, but that was a mix of live action footage and animation. So this was their first uh-huh. like, we're doing the Pixar, we're doing the DreamWorks, we are making a 3D animated thing. Um, and this was also a big deal because their contract with Pixar to um, they would produce and then Disney would distribute their films and I believe have like theme park rights and everything to what was made up to that point. Uh, that was going to be ending in I think 2008, no 2006. I don't know. It was going to end soon after the release of this film. So this film was kind of a feeler to see if Disney would be able to produce their own 3D animated uh, computer generated films. Hmm. Um and let's see how it goes. But spoiler <laughs> alert, Disney then paid billions of dollars to acquire Pixar. So, <laughs> so let's, let's see if that, that gives you a bit of a hint of how this movie went down. But yeah, I think for that reason, I feel like this also that you kind of get the shift of the guard is that this is right before um, John Lasseter joins the company or specifically sorry shifts from pixar to leading disney animation and then on a company level this is also super interesting because eisner had just left i think the year before this movie's release so he was like attached and in charge during the full production of it and uh he actually had some swing early on with this movie that changed its uh changed its conception or changed its, its general i guess the conceit of the general plot um but however, when Bob Iger entered in about like a year after that, you see a shift in specifically how Disney animation, uh, Disney feature animation operates and just all the IP and stuff. So like instead of um, trying uh, trying to acquire, I guess, but buying ABC and, 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 and whatever, doing whatever the theme parks, Iger quickly goes to span the IP, first of which going for that Pixar baby. Um, but with all of that said, let's go into, let's explore this 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 important film disney's canon um i guess to go into the film itself uh spence you want to talk a little bit about the creatives behind this now that i got the whole 
business suits out of the way. Yeah. Um. Th- thank you for that, Wade. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone was on the edge of their seat. Just kidding. It is very interesting. Um. But this this film. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, you have. You were pulling my chain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're flicking my bean. I'm always kidding with you, Wade. You're. I'm. I'm, I'm a kidder. You know that. Um. So anyway, this film was directed by uh Mark Dindle and any animation fans uh would know that he's been at the um Disney company for a long time. He's been there since like the early 80s. He he animated like the the old I guess it was it was another dark age for Disney. Like he did Fox and the Hound, Black Cauldron. Um he didn't direct them, but he worked on them. And his yeah, first and if, and if you're not a real animation fan and you didn't know that you're not a real animation fan. Um, anyway, so yeah, his first um, uh, animated directing debut was a movie called Cats Don't Dance. And I, I was talking to Wade about this. Like, I swear I've seen it on TV. I've seen clips of it. I've never seen the whole movie. It's like a Warner Brothers movie. It looks a lot of fun, though. Like, a lot of fun, though. So uh, leave a comment if you think Wade and I should cover it. And so after Cats Don't Dance, he did um, Emperor's New Groove, which is a movie that means a lot to I think all of us. Classic um, cinema. We'll do a and, groove month eventually. Yeah, we'll do a groove month, but uh, long story short, it was supposed to be a um, it was supposed to be this big musical, um, but then they turned it into a comedy and Dindle had a large part in sort of rewriting the script. Um, and he later was it Empire of the Sun, Kingdom of the Sun, what was the name of the something, original feature? Something with the Sun. Oh, all right. I came in with my research, but uh, okay. <laughs> Some, something with the Sun. <laughs> Um, and he would later go on to create The Emperor's New School, which I'm sure we will also cover on the show for Emperor Month. Um, and then after that, we have Chicken Little, which he directed in 2005. Um, and he hasn't really... He, he left Disney, right, the day after the DVD released um, because they didn't like the guy who ran it. And since then, he's sort of been going around. I think he, he, he recently got like an art credit on that movie Wonder Park, which I saw in theaters and fell asleep during oh, the film that nobody directed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe he had a part in that, but um, according <laughs> to Wikipedia, at least he is slated to direct the uh, Funko pop animated movie. So I'm sure this is, this just reminds me back. Of, this reminds me of the Igor director who um, I think his last credit was the emoji movie. So um, basically you direct a, you direct a family animated film in the mid two thousands. You go away for a while, you come back. And you really get him with that pure fire, or um, oh fuck, somebody is doing the um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It's really sad. Wait, wait, there actually is a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, it's in production, out? my friend. Oh my god, um, of course. Oh, oh, Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus is directing. Who did uh, like Home Alone and the first two Harry Potter movies? Yeah, I'm sure John Mulaney will be great in that. Or whoever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hey, I'm Freddie Fazbear. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Can you do a John Mulaney? What's it? Um, I'm Freddie Fazbear or whatever. Where well, you get some pizza here? <laughs> you got pizza all over the floor. <laughs> you ever go to a pizza place and there's more pizza on the floor than in your mouth? <laughs> you could find Wade's full reel on his website. Um, <laughs> um, and before we move on, Wade, did you want to sort of talk about like? Um, no. Uh, th- this this film went like through a couple iterations in development. Um, what what was it originally going to be like? So um, originally, 
uh, the big thing that they were going for. And I think they, they were talking about this being in production and like going through script rewrites of this for like two and a half years, which animation takes a shit long amount of time. But even with that said, that was a super long time for just like the conceptual phase. Basically, the original idea is that it was going to be a female chicken, believe it or not, uh, a young female chicken at a summer camp who learns that uh, her counselor voiced by Pin Gillette, is up to some nefarious scheme. Um, when Eisner heard about it, his big creative note was, make it a boy. When boys are short, they're bullied. So then they spent two and a half years changing the movie based on that note. How tall is Eisner, Wade? Eisner's huge. Eisner, like most CEOs, I feel like, is a big boy. He's 6'3". He knew this because he was bullying all the short Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Shoving trust in me. The lockers and... <laughs> Oh, man. Eisner rule. Oh. I hope he comes in the pod. Yeah. We should get him on here. We'll, we'll get him. It was going to be uh, Holly Hunter was going to be the chicken. Yes. Holly Hunter was originally attached. And I think like she went through like eight months of recording audio while they were storyboarding and shit. And they just they dumped it, which like that happens. It's just it's weird. It's weird. Disney having that hard of a shift. Uh, but also it's not because we just talked about Kingdom of the Sun, which is like a notorious example of that. So never mind. Uh, it just—it's hard to think of that happening now. With like, uh, I mean, current year aside, with like the smooth sailing that uh, Disney animation generally has. Um, but fuck all of that shit. No one fucking cares. Delete that entire section, Nico. We're gonna go talk about the movie, baby. Let's get into it. So the movie opens with this very funny joke. It's uh, it's the dad. Uh, fuck who? Vo- Gary Marshall. Who voices Gary the dad? Marshall. Gary Marshall, voice, but, uh, Gary Marshall voicing the dad. Who refused to change uh, his voice. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> was, like, getting done with this cartoon shit and just <laughs> finally agreed to be in the movie if he just he could do his regular voice, which, like, that's what every single celebrity cast in a voice, uh, cast in a voice acting role in a major movie does now. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't cast voice actors in major roles in Disney movies or anything anymore. It's just celebrities doing their voice whatever yeah. this is well trotted even you got you got zach braff doing a voice in this um it's kind of just zach braff's voice i mean he's doing like his voice a little bit up but um getting into the opening of the film we open on a very funny bit um and if you were wondering if this movie came out um after shrek uh this this will make it clear it <laughs> opens with like the dad's voice being like well 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 how to start a story <laughs> once upon a time mm-hmm record scratch and we've heard that one before and then it's like uh open in the book how many times have you seen open in the book come on and it's like okay i get it you you are you're commenting on the thing you are doing uh and then i forget what the final transition is king there's the lion king reference the lion king's the first one i think that's been done before I don't know. It just it's 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 such an interesting um, time with Disney. And I won't. I know we already talked a bunch of shit about the company, and it's not interesting to a lot of people. But for this to be a time period where they where Disney is trying to replicate the success that DreamWorks has experienced, like this this year, Madagascar ends up making significantly more than Chicken Little, uh, which is crazy. I mean, Madagascar is also better than this. I mean, not by a huge margin, but it is. Uh, but it's weird, just like that, that whole idea of like 
like that smug smile and rate and human like like the attitude of the classic DreamWorks eyebrow and seeing Disney trying to replicate that attitude of like, look, we're not square. We're in on the joke too. We're not the thing you make fun of. And then like Hello fellow kids. Yeah. This, yeah. I guess this like this self-referential streak in Disney sort of I guess hit its peak at with Enchanted or what's I mean it's the same it's the same Deadpool shit where like you're not saying you're not doing anything with the structure, but if you like oh epic so so better it like will get like hack reviewers to be like, now this isn't your typical kids movie. It's a bit tongue in cheek, but it's like the lamest hack shit in the world. Anyway, continuing with the movie, (laughs) uh, we see the actual, like it's starting with that fateful day. Chicken Little, he is at the town square with the bell tower screaming and everybody's running. It's chaos. There's a funny bit where a bunny pulls her baby out of a stroller, but then a bunch of, bunnies go out of the stroller because bunnies be fucking and, having many babies and, uh yeah so like all the animals are running and it's chaos it's havoc and then like a chicken little oh, what is wrong and he's like the sky is falling and everyone's like oh, do wade uh, you you, yes, you missed out on an amazing joke where half the town is in the in the theater watching raiders of the lost ark Oh, and this, um, this is actually this is a stupid thing that blew my mind as a kid. Oh, I, oh, as a kid, I love this. I was like, oh, that's a that's the real movie. Um, <laughs> and I guess because he knocks down a like people are running around and they knock down like a water tower or something and it rolls and like right as the boulders about to hit or roll towards Indiana Jones, it rolls through the screen um, where they're showing the actual movie. And like like Wade said, as a kid, that stuff is like that stuff's like crack. Because it makes you feel smart, it makes you feel like yeah, you, crack, you know. like, like like crack. It makes you feel very yeah. smart. So basically, everyone asks, "Hey, Chicken Little, what is going on?" And he's like, "The sky is falling." Um, everyone's like, oh, "What?" And he points around. He takes them there. He's like, "That's not happening." And then he tries to explain it. And he's like, but, 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 uh, and then like an acorn falls on him, and his dad like gaslights him. He's like, "Oh, it must have just been the acorn." And then everyone's like, oh, this is so cringe. You suck, Chicken Little. And his dad's like, I agree with them. I hate you, son. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the opening of the movie. Oh, oh my God. Terrible his dad, dad. It is it, do you notice they, they do this a few times in the movie where it goes like handheld? Yeah, <laughs> like, they do. It's, like, it's uh, the office a style or... that would later be perfected by Surf's Up. But yeah, <laughs> the, it's it does some – it's tough because honest – also like any – it's tough because the immediate reference and standard a lot of people have for 3D animation is Pixar. And they kind of like nail a lot of the most difficult aspects of framing stuff and blocking with 3D animation really early on to where it kind of does it, – it just highlights when it doesn't work in a lot of other films and a lot of early 3D animated films. And, um, you know, this one, it shows its age more than like – I don't know. I think we, we've passed the precipice a bit where like something like Tangled, even though that's – approaching almost 10 years old it still plays very well it looks great and they, they still use a lot of the tech they developed from that on their other films it's just this i mean look this is literally their first full 3d animated uh cgi film that like you know it uh it uh works better in some places better than the others and by better in some places i mean it it doesn't, doesn't work in a lot of places <laughs> and it sometimes work in some places Egg- um anyway exactly then we get to uh, we cut back to I guess modern day or whatever, and he's just down on his luck, 
And like any movie with a down on his luck teen, he misses the school bus, baby, oh. and he's running tardy, and we gotta get to school. And then play the song. One little slip. I love that song. I, I like him. would play that on YouTube and like run around in a room to it or something. It 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 hit and like it really is an original song for the movie. Like there's there are lyrics. Yeah, uh, I mean, reference it, to it. Even now, it sort of gets me into it. Like, yeah, Nico, do you have a quick comment on this? This isn't your corner or your breakdown, so don't go crazy with it. But I'll allow a quick statement. Although Wade, I think it is very good. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. See, that's for the, that's for the long term fans. Yeah. And he's sort of like an inventor, or they show him to be like very inventive. Like he makes himself underwear. Well, he's yeah, not, not like necessarily thought. an inventor, but he's sort of like he comes up with like cool gadgets, like with the, like the soda pop. I, I think he's he's crafty. He doesn't like crafty. make inventions, but he thinks on the spot. Like he he attaches a soda uh, bottle to his back and then shakes it and kicks off the lid and flies into school. And uh, he's about to make it on time to school, but then he gets locked in his own locker. And he's late to the first class. But in this classroom, we uh, meet some of our supporting characters for the film. Yeah, in in a, it's a very very subtle very subtle way of introducing everybody, where the teacher literally just names everybody, Every and they student. they sort of reveal who they are as like a character right there. Some of those people include Foxy Moxie, Lo- Foxy Loxy, Fo- Foxy Loxy. Oh, she's not Moxie. <laughs> no, we're not doing another Sydney Cindy thing. You're gonna get it right. <laughs> Was it Foxy Loxy? Foxy Loxy. Okay, Foxy Loxy, Lucy Goosey. Turkey Lurky. Uh, oh, Turkey Lurky's the mayor. Apologies. Yeah, it's the mayor. So we have Pretty Penny. Fuzzy Wuzzy is another character. Then uh, Runt the Litter and Fish Out of Water. Um, but those two are, are much bigger in the in the, the web of friends of the central characters. I love how his name is just Runt of the Litter. Like, yeah. Oh, we also, another crazy thing. Um, so then... Ugly Duckling too, but she has like a normal name. Her name is Abby. Abby does Mallard. That, does yeah. nobody else have like a normal? I know Mallard's your last name, but does no one else have like a normal name? Everyone else is like the fairy tale thing or the thing you would get like as no. a nickname. They probably didn't want Chicken Little to call his friend Ugly Duckling. <laughs> I know, but it breaks it breaks what is outlined in the world. I thought all these characters were like the fairy tale characters. This cartoon doesn't make sense. This children's cartoon is making me irate. And I am how going do f- to post an angry review about it. And why do foxes Quick. need braces? Time to hit my DVD copy of it with a hammer and flush it in the toilet, because I am that mad at this cartoon feature. Anyway, check out my merch. Uh- <laughs> yeah, Patrick Stewart plays the teacher in, like, I think that's, like, his only scene, so... Like, yeah, they, they got him to just sort of say the names of all the characters. No, the voice cast in general is like fairly, it's pretty, pretty, pretty stacked. stacked. Anyway, yeah. um, on to dodgeball. Um, and so you you really get to see just how mean spirited this whole world is, which I feel like is like sort of a pattern, I guess, with kids movies, especially from this time. They make the world way too mean, um, especially the including the adults and the kids, um. Like, remember when the when the coach during the dodgeball game is like, go for the fat one. Or like, go for the, like, hit him hard, kids. 
And I'm yeah. like, that's so me. Like, it, it give me like, make me feel a little icky. Maybe I've just gotten sensitive in my old age. They make the team be like popular and unpopular. Yeah, <laughs> like it's real bad. That's funny. Uh, no, it was it was funny how like casually he sort of said it, like popular oh, yeah. unpopular. Go. <laughs> that also a lot of my memories of how this movie breaks up um, is based on the Chicken Little video game I owned as a kid. And I just remember that like they they had separate mini games for like almost every level. Like this was a dodgeball game. Oh. Um, the issue is though when you gamify, like I always won. I didn't feel like Chicken Little was a loser. He did pretty well when I was in control of him. He does pretty. Uh, he does like doesn't he do like yeah. a bunch of backflips and like dodging yeah. the balls? Yeah, they, all the unpopular kids actually do surprisingly he's well. Also, Chicken Little yeah, in general is pretty... a pretty agile little guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he 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 flops around at least until Foxy like throws him against the window and he oh. sets off the fire alarm. Also, and we have um we have uh what what are your thoughts on fish out of water? Bloop. Um he's I feel <laughs> he does he never got a laugh out of me. I don't even think as a kid. <laughs> well it's I think it's a character specifically designed as like the mid two thousands. Kids will love it. And I feel like I remember kids cracking up at like the everybody dance now and he's dancing he's and dodging doing the stuff it, it just it reminds me and like i don't even like like the good version of this but it reminds me of a bad like a bad like broken down interpretation of like the whole like like girl from invader zim like the xd random kind of characters yeah yeah yeah. where mm-hmm. i'm just like I, I i don't know if this is another thing of like oh i am not the target audience for this so clearly it makes sense but i remember I mean... like this is going on i'm just like what's the gag though I yeah, mean, they just sort of throw that in there. It, it once again sort of like it's sort of like the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing where it like oh it exists. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it, here's my big thesis statement. Chicken Little is a is a proto Deadpool. Um <laughs> no, where it like it, it can trigger an immediate reaction of like recognizing something even though a joke isn't made. That's not even that's not quite it even. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's just the thing where it's like it's just a reference, but it's not really clever. But that's not even he's not even just references. Like he's also like wacky shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, but like the thing is, it's still like that, and they're like trying to make it a joke, but it's not like commenting on it. It's like yeah. I'm gonna do a wacky interpretation of this. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I guess okay. this is boring. I, dude, fish out of water doesn't merit this much discussion. No. Just curious about everybody's take. It's so, interesting. Um, he sets off the fire alarm. He sets off the fire alarm. The uh, Wallace Shawn principle. Yeah. <laughs> Never, I don't even think he appears on screen. Yeah. But he's it's just in, the Rolode- just in the Rolodex of like every voice acting place to call him in. I forgot. Wait, you forgot that there's the kids on their phones moment. <laughs> oh, yes. When, uh, when they leave, like, oh, kids, do yourself. And then you know what teens do, their favorite thing of pulling out their they phones and out. calling each other. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. crazy. I, I know, obviously, it's flip phones. And like, yeah. but still, you fucking text. I don't know. I, yeah. I Maybe this is just out of my purview. But I had a phone not too late after this. Mm. Even then, I would rather do like the whole like prolonged number texting than like call yeah. people. This is, I mean, it's very much a joke for the parents. And it's very made by like out people who are like 10 years behind yeah, everything. So it's like. It's weird. And also, um, I didn't mention this uh, yet, but like you also see here, it's been like a year or something, and Chicken Little is still like shamed on the daily for his um, sky is falling thing. And you, you really, 
I mean, we'll we'll go into it as we go on, but this movie's sort of like really very like very mean and like I feel so bad for him. Yeah, no, I mean it's like if a kid was like a viral meme, like he like Star Wars kid, I think experienced that it's shit. Like for F the prom years. It sort of reminds <laughs> you of the F the fuck prom. Up. Shut it up. Not talking about F the prom. We need to move on. It's taking too long. Okay. The principal calls him in because he's off the fire alarm. Uh his dad is like all, I'm ashamed his, of you. His dad's like, Oh, you you're so my my son is freaking cringe. He's a little little cringe incel. I hate him. Um, and he's like and then his his son's like oh dad what if i play baseball and he's like like, you 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 little boy go collect a stamp um (laughs) go collect and then uh he ends up playing baseball and they have a training montage love this once again love the song patty labelle stir stir it up baby stir it up i downloaded that song um Oh, I downloaded that, and I I ran. I, that was a good. That was a running song when I started to like run and stuff. I had that one on rotation, baby. Did you run track? Um, no, just sort of like casually. I Bro, just ran. you run casually. I only <laughs> run pro. What's the point of just running for fun? But I run for wait, glory, ima- damn it. I'm wait, I'm imagining you about to get hit hit by a car and set a snail's pace. <laughs> I'm not running on my own time. <laughs> but and here here's where we're, we're where we find ourselves asking at this point in the movie, what the heck is this movie about? So now it turns into a sports movie. This movie is insanely paced. Like it's tough because when they say like they spent an extra two and a half years developing it after they did that huge shift, like in the plot from like when they changed it from a girl to a boy chicken, they're like, ah, but you know what? We finally refined the story to a clear path and found the emotion and the heart of it. And like, we're, we're like almost halfway through the movie. And now it's about playing a baseball game. We're not even halfway through. Like, I don't, like it's, I guess, I don't know. It's such an insane uh, structure to it. So, but this is even where it gets it gets crazier later on. But anyway, they do the baseball game. Let's just sprinkle over it. He ends up hitting it, and he succeeds, and he does does the run, and he's now a town hero. And his dad um, gives him conditional love. Yeah, <laughs> it's so depressing. His dad, yeah. Well, it, well. After being like, "Oh, I'm so ash-, like he's gonna miss. Like, don't send him out. Oh, I'm so ashamed of my son." Um, while he's in the stands, like waiting for Chicken Little to score. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Um, Zach Braff, he does he does a a pretty good job here. I do want to say, actually, as far as vocal performances go, I think there's a lot of good ones here. Um, and I think it's pretty well cast and. You know what? It gets grading in some places, but I think overall Zach Braff does a pretty, pretty solid job. Yeah. Do you think like Florence Pugh watched us at her tenth birthday and was like, "I'm in love"? I don't get that, Spencer. Can you explain that joke? <laughs> They're dating. <laughs> yeah, for, for those that don't know, Zach Braff is dating Florence Pugh, which look uh, happy to see both, yeah. I guess. But it is fucking weird. She would have seen this when she was oh, nine years old. That is, that is fucking weird. weird. Uh, uh, but once again, power to them. They're both adults now. They're both digging it. Whatever. I know Florence <laughs> Pugh is a huge fan of this, so I feel bad saying that. Yeah. We love I you, Florence. I, I need to come. Florence, come on the pod. Uh, Once again, scratch your name off the list. <laughs> uh, so uh, he wins the game. He has the respect of his dad. Is the movie over? No. You know, the movie's not he, over. He, um, he's happy in his room. He's singing his little song. Oh, yeah. He sings We Are the Champions, which, once again, I know that song. 
<laughs> um, that may have been the first time. Oh, and while he's singing We Are the Champions, we cut to his friends who are, for some reason, hanging out without him. Yeah, I noticed that too. This is so sad. Well, we don't do we cut to them beforehand or we don't see them until after he wants to No, it's like they're it. while he's in the room or I don't know no, but while he's no, in the room I think, they're all No, no, no. Out. Hold no, I I think you're mixed up a bit on the timing because yeah. we're in the room and he's like with his dad and it's nice and um mm-hmm. all of a sudden something from the sky freaking bonks him on the head. Mm-hmm. Um and it uh we see it's the hexagon he mentioned before that fell out of the sky. And it's like this high tech thing that cloaks itself. So whatever it is behind it, it like mirrors. Um, so now Chicken Little, after his success, he's reminded of this awful folly, but he can't deny the reality. And he's like, <laughs> I need to go talk to somebody about this. So we see him run off. Then yeah. we cut to Ugly oh. Duckling's house and we see that her runt and the fish are all hanging out without chicken little and like chicken little wasn't doing anything they're all having fun chicken little just wasn't invited that's so sad one thing that does confuse me is like did he see the space thing before because he seems pretty surprised that it's a space thing i guess maybe all the gaslighting made him convince himself that he was insane yeah, and now he's and like, I, I "Oh wait, I bonked him on the head." But I don't know if he got as much of a thorough examination of it. Okay, got you. He shows it to his his friends. Who then... he should have been like, "Why were you all?" See, that's the first thing I would have asked. Like, "Oh, oh, you were all hanging out together?" Is that... Oh well, I mean, in this situation, <laughs> I wouldn't have asked that first. I no, I, w- I would. I Piece of alien I w- tech I found. I, I would have. We we all know that that's the first thing we would ask. Oh shit, Nico! Don't tell Spencer about our secret friend meetings. <laughs> While you <laughs> you sing the Spice Girls together. without me. Oh my I'll god! I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Um, I'll always remember that. I'll always see that as the Chicken uh, Little song. That was my first True, exposure that is, to that. That's actually, you know what? There are a couple things so far that's popped up that just stuck out of my head. It's like something that tickled the back of my brain. Like before the dodgeball game, when Foxy goes, "Pump it, pump it, pump it, pump it." That must have been in a commercial or something, because that immediately <laughs> registered with me. Yeah. Uh, wow. And there's another one later on, but yeah, that was crazy. So for some reason, I think after this, they... they oh, oh, oh. Uh, Fish uh, like pushes it, it lights up, he starts surfing on it, cowabunga, and it takes him away. And they're like, we got to save our friend. So they chase after Fish, and they see that it goes into this um, alien mothership. And it's like, we got to go in there and save Fish. And they're exploring around the mothership, which just was a very cool level in the video. It's like a bunch of like fetuses and jars and like weird stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. And you even see this um, this cute little marketable plushie. Look at them. It was this little orange thing with legs, and they're like, and he's like, hmm, hmm. You seem like you had character design put into you. Perhaps we will see you later. All I could think is like I would totally be allergic of him allergic to that. Oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's very Shelton of you that you have pet allergies. I would totally be allergic to that. Oh, like, can somebody get that alien away from me? It's making my allergies flare up. <laughs> um, but, and then there's also uh, um, I think that the pig's whole character is that he, he likes um, old disco music and old 70s yeah, th- music. This, <laughs> that plays a bit more during the run and later, but uh, Fuck, I don't remember how it goes wrong. It's they like save spiders. fish. Yeah. They say they save the fish, and we see that little uh, marketable plush escape from the ship and run off. 
and then we see these angry um like robot uh octopod looking aliens uh with all these razors run after them through the cornfields like cutting things around leaving like uh those patterns in the cornfield and they're like we gotta alert the town so the friends like boost chicken little up they gave him the soda he shoots up again uh, not with heroin. He he gets up the building again. And he's he he's goes, been clean ever since uh, that incident. <laughs> he's like, I must have kindled my power this last rush. Uh, and he rings he rings the town bell. And everybody runs over again. And he's trying to say, come on, quick. I'll show you. I'll show you. And they see the ship about to take off. And little me is like shaking in my seat like, oh, they're so close. Get there. They're not going to believe uh, him. And uh, the, the mayor stops him because he sees a penny. Uh, and that is funny. Um, and then he, uh, they all arrive and he just vanished again. And they're all like, oh, chicken, we just started thinking you're cool. And now Including you're doing the dad. thing again. And then he's like, dad, you gotta believe me. And he goes, hmm, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it's such like, how do you redeem a character who's just like, sorry, son, I don't believe you. Yeah, also that he wouldn't even just be like, let's talk about this later. Like, uh, uh, I mean, whatever. I get things have to happen in the script, but it's it's even weirder and how quickly they try to play that note again later. Um, also, <laughs> his friends are there. Why the fuck don't they speak up? Yeah, like they once do. again, he's the only one. They do wait. Oh, maybe they do. I don't. No, I, they, they come. Do. Oh, they do because the pig's mom because, is like, uh, I'm going to take away your Barbara Streisand collection if you. Yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah. That. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I I recant what I said denouncing his friends. I just they were already on my shit list because they didn't invite him to the karaoke night. And <laughs> then to add more to that, the very next scene is just Buck, the dad, getting a bunch of hate mail about his son. Oh, that that this is <laughs> funny. This is a genuinely funny bit where like he's yeah. getting he's getting voicemail, but keeps saying new hate mail. Your hate yeah. mail inbox is full. Which and then he gets a call. Oh, and... If you want to leave any hate mail for the podcast, just make sure you send us an email with the subject hate mail. He he gets a call and he's like, what did you call me? Oh, yeah. And then he's like, love you too, mom. <laughs> I thought that was a funny little thing. No, that yeah. <laughs> like the thing with um, actually a lot specifically with Gary Marshall, but a lot of the directing. I wonder if they have people in the same room or whatever. But every now and then and not to air some dirty laundry, but every now and then it feels like. I won't name a specific filmmaker, but some comedy filmmakers that utilize a lot of improv and then don't get selective with the edits in the edit room. And you're just like, oh, my God, they keep harping in on the same joke for six minutes straight. And the shot is just the same two shot repeatedly. This is the least engaging thing in the world. And look, (laughs) I know a thing or two about um, a failing improv scene and watching it make the cut to a movie is always just blah. But, like, the way he'll talk about, like, oh, then you got a bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. That's forever. Like, I just feel like the <laughs> like, What are you writing in the sky now? It has the energy of a Paul Feig scene. There, I said it. Oh, uh, no. I said it. Come I, on I the took pod, Paul. Defend yourself. Come Paul. We'll do, we should do, a, like, a Logan Paul uh, KSI boxing match with uh, Paul Feig. Yeah. Uh, you're, anyway. you're, you volunteer, right? Wait. Yeah, but then you have to be, like, uh, Jake Paul and fight someone else. You have to fight... Um, uh, Jenna McCarthy. Got it. Not Jenna McCarthy. Um, Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> yeah, you have to fight <laughs> Jeanette McCurdy. Oh my! She would do it. She seems cool. Um, yeah, I could. Do you want me to describe the next? Uh, well, I guess it's when beat. things start going to shit, right? Yeah. So, well, the... oh, well, I guess they have to meet Kirby. Yeah. yeah do they ever? But did it... they just give him the name Kirby? 
No, well, he, he goes like blah 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 blah, and then Fish goes blah blah blah, and then like uh, Runt goes, oh, he says his name is Kirby, oh. and like they get all the information through like two layers of translation. Still not fish... as cute as the original Kirby, um, but they're but they're trying. Kirby is like one of my favorite fictional creations, so unfair unfair we should oh we should this is where i'll cross over to your territory nico oh, we should cover the kirby yes, anime yes we should definitely that would fucking i watch that so fucking i love the kirby anime there's a movie too so like that's like a whole thing we can cover anyway they meet kirby he's cute and like they're like oh i think they put it together like oh these aliens are um wait do they put it together then yeah, they put it together. Yes. That, like, like they're your parents well, and you have tell... to return them. Yeah, so they're, they're looking them. for the little alien. And then in that moment, uh, a full squad with backup, all of the alien ships come in, and everybody who doubted Chicken Little suffers. We see <laughs> buildings destroyed. This is like They vaporize hardcore... people. That's yeah, this do. is what hardcore evangelicals dream of. Like, <laughs> I told you all along, and I get to be right, and you get to die now. You know, like Christ would like. Yeah, it does um, feel. I guess it's. I guess I haven't seen or heard War of the Worlds, but I assume it's a bit of an. Homage. I mean, the movie acknowledges that. Yeah, like, they, it, oh. says, it is. It is like War of the Worlds out there. <laughs> they do that a couple times in this movie. Yeah, I mean, because it's because it's, it's bad Shrek. Sick. Like it, that's that is what that's it's very much the same like creative DNA of a joke, but it's like even less faith in your audience. Well, uh, regardless... Um, and once again, making movies are very hard. Getting a movie made is a miracle. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. It just doesn't work right here. So there's like a bunch of car chases. There's uh, there's the I will survive thing with the pig, which I thought right. was cute. And they're playing it. They take the fire truck. They're driving. Um, and they have the Chicken Little and his father have a, uh, a, a confrontation in the theater. And they finally get closure. And it's, says, it's, it's played very like... <laughs> he's just like... You were never there for me. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, this felt very studio note. Like, what is the heart of this film? Um, and getting into it. But yeah, so they go through the whole talk and his dad's like, I'm sorry. I'd be good dad now. Now that I see that you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Fucker. Now that uh, I see you were right, if you weren't right, who knows where we'd be. If and then, um, <laughs> then I believe she prefers to go by the term Abby. Then Abby uh, says, like, we got to go now. And like, okay, okay. And the dad runs out. And then Chicken Little's like, I always found you incredibly attracted. And they, they because, because they're a big kiss. And then she's stupid for the rest of the climax. Oh, yeah. Girl got kissed and she goes, fucking stupid ditz brain. I will you know, say. As kisses do. <laughs> I will say that I think the the um the chemistry that he and Abby have is one of the stronger parts of the movie. Like especially like mm. earlier on when she's when they're like they're friends. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like when they're like they're talking during dodgeball and it's yeah very when they're quick. just it's very it's yeah. very before uh, there's like romance thrown into it. I it's feel very like... Harry and Sally with the romance uh, in swing. They all run off to the fire truck. Runt has his moment in the sun where he sings to himself and he. Uh, I um I will survive. That's it, right? I will yeah. survive. Yeah. And he's driving the fire truck. He's like doing some sick Tokyo drifting. He gets all the way to the mayor's place, and then Chicken Little and his dad and Kirby. It came down to the three of them. They're climbing up the clock tower, um, and like Chicken Little has to go the final stretch on his own, and he's holding up Kirby to the mothership, like, "This is your son." 
Did you make this it this far in the video game? Your son. Yes, it was fucking hard. It was really hard. I bet it wasn't, but I was a stupid kid. And it was feels hard like a me. hard video there was, game level. You had to like, I think it was a driving <laughs> mission with like the fire truck. And I think that was like, that was like either, that, that was the second to last mission before like a fun mission at the end that we'll touch so upon you blame later. blame it on the controls. Bla- okay. I blame it on the a- 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 ass controls. <laughs> <laughs> so we get our like <laughs> these controls are ass. <laughs> these con- these are shitty doodoo caca controls. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad we we got in a Doug Walker and a uh, James Rolfe reference in here, baby. We're doing great. We're doing great. I need angry white men to criticize media. That's what this <laughs> podcast is as well. <laughs> so so they're at they're at the top they get vaporized and then they're sort of like in this like uh limbo area where they're just sort of floating in a black void and uh yeah and you see all the other people that yeah. had been vaporized are there too so no one died they're just in and this, like, like trees void. like uh, everything's there they they were everything everything is there i don't know what i'm doing um and so they the aliens sound scary but then there's like a buck makes a big speech about how like <laughs> he says something like that's bad parenting and I should know. I just remember that <laughs> line and like that's supposed to be charming. <laughs> like, I mean it's you, pretty funny. Yeah. But you ruin your freaking son's life. But then speaking life. of another like bad imitation Shrek joke, they're like the what is the the Fred Willard alien is like you violated intergalactic <laughs> law nine zero two one zero. That's another course, one where it's like, yeah. I bet okay. mommy and daddy loved that. Like, I don't <laughs> Once again, there's no joke for. there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess if you're going to name a code anyway, okay, but. Yeah, we'll just not anyway, name the code. So <laughs> then they're like, uh, all the aliens, actually, I think it's a cute exchange they have with like the mommy alien being yeah, like, yeah, stop yeah. using your big voice. And like, okay, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're cute. And then like, I have an allergy attack because there's like three of the little puff balls. Oh, and there's a Patrick Warburton one. Do you remember? Yeah, that? Patrick Warburton. Co- and Fred Willard hey, was the, the dad. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Peter, I'm. Got, yeah. <laughs> Take me to your leader, Peter. <laughs> Take me to your Peter. Hey, uh, we got a couple of chicken littles here. Is that a character name? That would be a movie for me. And so also... None of us made a single fucking joke in that 10 second period. But it was great. So they, they return they return everybody. They apologize. But um, Foxy Lockie... Foxy Lockie's fucked up. Yeah, her brain is permanently damaged, and they're like, oh, we can fix that because she's, yeah, no, like, it's, nice now. It's more fucked up that it's not permanent. It's that she's, oh, yeah. like, this, hi, honey, I'm just a little southern belle And she character. sings old pop and, songs. And they're like, oh, we, we must have mixed up a little bit. Here, we can fix that. And then Runt, who has no connection or <laughs> sense of what? kinship to her or control or he should weigh in on this. I was like, no, don't change her. She's perfect. She's perfect <laughs> and she's mine now. <laughs> and this villain gets away with it. They don't change her. And it Fuck ends with run. a friggin' they sing Don't Go Breaking My Heart into the credits. And they're like, yeah, they're looking and at then, the credits. Go I by. mean, Amy Sedaris gets to do a funny voice, but at what cost to Foxy's character? I feel like I see a lot of this in like me to kids media that isn't really like addressed it's like oh i guess the 
bad guy gets what they deserve. I mean, it's like you can't you get that a bit in Igor too, where like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. the the um what's it the the lady the evil Jacqueline. lady assistant Jacqueline. Oh my god, wow, Nico. Jacqueline. I guess you edited that for hours. It's that because makes I sense. spent I literally spend like fucking like twenty to like. 25 hours <laughs> just playing it back to back as you go to sleep and wake up every yeah. day yeah like how she like her her like she ah, whatever actually i don't know I, I have nothing of note to say with that but i feel like a similar thing where like wait a second let's consider I, you know what i'd say this is worse than a lot of kids movies just doing oh, like yeah. the bad guy doesn't get off like this is like i don't know just to lose your own like sense of self like, i think what about her friends I, like yeah, her Lucy. parents her family Mm-hmm. Oh, what a villain! What an absolute villain Runt is. Yeah, what a weird note to end the movie on. Um, but actually, well, that's not the end. The the oh. movie. Oh, ends you're on right. The the film adaptation. <laughs> so even though all this merchandise and the stuff that made fun of poor little Chicken Little, now he was getting a movie about his heroic effort, and you get this like fun little pulpy like. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command thing where you have um, Adam West. Adam West. Yeah, Adam West voices um, Chicken Little in this, which is very fun. Uh, and and they have like this whole public image like, well, time to take care of the alien trash. And like you see like these uh, depictions of like all of his friends. And it's like, yeah, the bit is like, oh, it's a Hollywood getting the true story uh, a bit blown out of proportion. But you see. Uh, then the, it goes on to Chicken Little in the audience. And everyone's like, we're so proud of you. And his community likes him now that he serves a purpose for them. Um, and then the movie ends. They have like a dance party during the credits because, you know, it's it's obligated to. And that is Chicken Little. However, even though we're done talking through the film itself, doesn't mean we have to abandon these wonderful characters and world behind as fans have taken it upon themselves to continue it. As, as they have with many other properties, through a, a piece of literature we are all mutually fascinated by, and not, not to just mock, but to explore the, the umami of, uh, of, of literary works. And Spencer, I believe you found a, a, a piece, or possibly two pieces, today. So here's what I found after scouring the internet. Um... This one, uh, it's 11 chapters, over 20,000 words. It is called The Natural Predator by WolfLover94. Uh, Nico, do you, would you care to read the little uh, logline or whatever? During an particular rainy day, Foxy Loxy suddenly starts to become feral and tries to attack <laughs> Chicken Lady. Will Foxy fight this change, or will she let it consume her like she would a delicious chicken sandwich? Chicken Little owned by Disney. <laughs> um, let me let me just start off by saying a lot of the fan fictions focus on Foxy Loxy. Um, huh. That's all I'm gonna say. Interesting. Um, okay, so I think these this is broken up into nice also, little. I, I, I would just like to point out this is published September 10th, 2015. Oh yes. Okay, so it's not up to date. Different things have changed in the Chicken Little lore. The Chick Lil community may have uh, advanced beyond some of these things, but this is a good uh, bedrock. Yeah. So this one's broken up into nice little two-line chunks, so do you want to just switch off, Wade? Um, Nico, care to set the scene here? All right. Okie Oaks Middle School, 2007. Or the, the, what is it, the, what's the law and order? Um, all right. 
It was an rainy day in the town of Oaky Oaks. The school day was especially boring to a certain red vixen bully named Foxy Loxy. She tapped her pencil against her head as she listened to her teacher drone on and on for some subject she could care less about. All Foxy could think about at the moment was her everyday target, Chicken Ace Little. Her way of relieving herself of stress after an hard test, or her losing and baseball. Oh my god, just learn how to use the word A. It's a creative choice. Give it, or, give it a chance. Every time. Or losing, or her losing and baseball game. Or her depressing home life. Aww. Some call it bullying, but for Foxy, it was an twisted form of symbiosis. Huh. It was the Foxy symbiote. <laughs> we are Foxy. <laughs> Foxy grinned evilly, like Venom, uh, as she stared at Chicken from across the room. Her mind started to fill with sadistic plans to ruin the poor Chicken's day for him. Her tail slowly started to move around in circles, catching the eyes of Abby Mallard, her second target, and Runt of the Litter, her creepy stalker slash admirer. I mean, yes, that is true. I, I agree with that. Ass- <laughs> like, look, I don't think it's fair. You know what? No, fuck Chicken Little too for being okay with that. I'm Team Foxy on this. Uh, okay. Just what are you planning to do, Foxy? Abby said to her bully, suspicious of the way Foxy was staring at her boyfriend like he was some kind of snack. Ooh. Oh, CK, <laughs> not CC. Uh, <laughs> or thinking that she'll steal him away from Abby like in one of those crappy teen comedies that no one cares about <laughs> due to recycling the same story and tropes and over again, okay? <laughs> Typical foxes always preying on the weak and unfortunate. Foxy sne- just sneered at Abby and went back to watching her prey. None of your business, ugly! She snapped. She sniffed the air in a crimson scent caught her nostrils she traced the scent over to chicken little's desk to see a drop of blood on his worksheet uh uh mr woolensworth uh can i have a tissue i'm having a beak bleed here chicken little asked while covering his bleeding beak bashfully (laughs) very poetic i guess i guess if they have teeth they can have nosebleeds through beaks it's already it's already not a beak Um, Suddenly, her pupils darkened, and she started to salivate it all over her desk, her feral instincts taking over. She then snuck out of her desk and crawled on all fours towards an unsuspecting chicken little. Her tail shifted downwards along with her ears as she prepared herself to pounce on her prey, sadistically licking her lips as she thought of his tender flesh gracing her tongue and her senses. Before she could do so, Mr. Woolensworth quickly grabbed her by the collar of her shirt and shook her out of her trance. Foxy Loxy, I will not talk you're attempting to eat another student on my watch. No, sirree. Now, report to the principal's office, young lady. Uh, he ordered Foxy. Oh, and by the way, Mr. Little, here's your tissue. <laughs> yes, sir, you uptight bag of lamb chops. Foxy cursed under her breath as she exited the classroom, prompting Mr. Woolensworth to call out to her. I also do not tolerate the use of rude language or name-calling. Foxy just mocked him with her hand as she went out the door, prompting the class to giggle out loud, much to Mr. Woolensworth's frustration. She closed the door behind her and walked down the hall toward the principal's office. Did I really just try to eat Chicken Little? What's going on with me? 
Foxy reflected back on the incident. She tried to reason with herself that maybe it was just that lunchtime wasn't getting here quicker, and that she was just hungry, and that she couldn't take it anymore and acted on predatory instinct. Foxy arrived outside the door of the principal and politely knocked on it. <laughs> Come in! Oh, wait, fuck Wallace. <laughs> Inconceivable! Come in! <laughs> she heard the principal say. Foxy then opened the door and stepped into the room. She was greeted by Principal... F- What's his Fetch name? It. Fetch it? Fetch it. Oh, because he's a Fetch dog. It. He's a dog. Principal Fetch it. Ha, huh? he. Uh, and he gestured her to sit down. Sit. <laughs> uh, I just... I just got a report from Mr. Wollensworth that you tried to harm another student by attempting to eat him? Is that true, Foxy Loxy? He questioned her while while rotating a pencil with his fingers. Foxy shifted in her seat as she felt Mr. Fetchett's eyes stare at her coldly as he awaited for her answer. I really don't remember, sir. Yeah, Amy Sedaris, that seems right. Uh, Foxy lied as she looked down and scratched her elbow. I can tell you're lying, Foxy. Now, it would be better if you come clean, Fetchit told her as he set his pencils down on the desk. Foxy irritably rolled her eyes at the principal's cliched speech. Okay, fine. I tried to eat Chicken Little to satisfy my hunger. Happy? I don't know what came over me. I just stared at him and suddenly I'm about to pounce on and kill him. Foxy tearful. Oh, she's in tears. Foxy tearfully explained the truth to Mr. Fetchit. I was just going to do my usual shtick and pick on him. I didn't mean to actually to try to actually murder him. Honest. After Foxy was done telling the truth, Principal Fetchit leaned back into his chair and thought in thought of what to do with Foxy Loxy's situation. He considered giving her detention for eight weeks for the incident. I guess it's pretty light for trying to murder your classmate, but um, yeah. But what if it? <laughs> what were you saying? You know what? No, it's good you interrupted me. Good. <laughs> uh, but what if it were to? <laughs> but what if it were to occur again? What if she tries to eat another student? The school barely survived the alien invasion two years ago. It surely wouldn't survive the controversy of a student murdering another and getting a slap on the wrist for it. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, good thinking. No. Something else should be done. Something else must be done about this. Mr. Fetchett opened one of the drawers on his desk and dug around it, <laughs> fearing that he was looking for a gun. Foxy Loxy <laughs> quickly ran to the door and opened it to escape the madman. Before I she could escape, say, however... I... Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say, I skipped ahead a bit and I saw gun in magazine and I thought this was kind of... <laughs> Before she could escape, however, Mr. Fetchett quickly explained that he was looking for a magazine on medicine and kindly escorted her back to her seat. His magazine, all right, right, Nico? (laughs) I apologize for the misunderstanding, Foxy Loxy. He apologized as he set the magazine onto his desk and opened it up. He gestured to Foxy to his side to look at an article inside the magazine. He set his magazine on his desk and proceeded to load his Uzi. (laughs) His Uzi? (laughs) Um, (laughs) As you can see, Foxy. Oh my god, this is my wall shot. There's this new supplement called Feral Fight. It controls your cravings for meat and prevents you from going feral. It just might help you with your problem, Mr. Fetchett explained. Oh, so he's going to give her drug? Is he qualified to prescribe drugs to her? 
Foxy thought for a moment and considered the possibility of not eating her classmates and teachers one by one and becoming an outcast like Chicken Little was when he said the sky was falling the first time around. Because those are those are really equal comparable, yeah, comparable offenses. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think Chicken Little's dad would be less disappointed if Chicken Little murdered his classmates. I agree. Okay, I'll do it. But I have to consult my mother and my doctor first before I'll try this junk. Good, very smart. Very if smart. I die because of your dumb idea, I'll be sure to haunt you first. She warned the principal, who chuckled at her little threat. Don't worry, Foxy. It won't kill you unless you take too much or you'll have an allergic reaction. Oh, dear. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> wow. He quickly tried to cover up his mistake. He's doing a lot of covering up um, in this scene by telling her that the tablets were not habit-forming. But Foxy glanced at the ad and pointed at the disclaimer at the bottom of the page, confirming her suspicions and catching the lie. Very good, Cole Phelps. Um, boom, boom, <laughs> Can you add in the uh, boom, boom, boom sound effect? What? Heck, the, the, he's LA fucking Noir. referencing L.A. Noir. That's not a ubiquitous thing. Not everyone's yes, gonna get everyone that. Yes, everyone knows it. Um, <laughs> Principal Fetchett tugged his collar Probably his dog collar, not his shirt collar. Just want to say that. That's um, all written down, yeah. <laughs> at, at his cover-up and apologized to Foxy Loxy for lying to her. I'll just make an order for the tablets and you'll consult your doctor and we'll go from there, okay? He quickly pushed Foxy out the door and closed it behind her. <laughs> uh, very suspicious That's behavior. so suspect. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Imagine your like, high school principal telling you to take um, drugs. <laughs> That sounds kind of epic to me. So unprofessional, Foxy muttered as she headed back to class. As she reached for the doorknob of Mr. Woolensworth's classroom, the bell rang out and the door opened suddenly and slammed Foxy into the wall cartoonishly, causing her to indent it. Wow. After the class left to go to lunch, Goosey Lucy was the last to leave when she heard Foxy's muddled voice yell out to her to get her out of the predicament. I think in the movie, Goosey didn't even talk. Goosey just made goose noises. So I will just go, uh, Foxy, are you in there? Goosey asked her flattened friend as she closed the door and stared at Foxy as she slid out of her hole and clattered on the ground like a quarter. You okay there, Foxy? Goosey asked as she wrung out Foxy like a rug, making her pop back to her normal self. I don't even think they had this type of slapstick in the movie. Um, yeah, they were like snappy movement, but like I don't think anyone got squished. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm fine, Goosey. Now let's get some lunch before I start to devour you. She warned as they walked to the cafeteria, making Goosey gulp at the thought of her friend eating her for lunch. So, what was everyone talking about you trying to eat chicken little? I was asleep at the time, she asked Foxy. Nothing. That was just nothing, Goosey. Foxy answered nonchalantly, not wanting to remark her talk with Principal Fetchit hours ago. The two bullies entered the cafeteria and went over to lunch line. <clears throat> the two bullies entered the cafeteria and went over to the lunch line to get their food. The menu today was Sloppy Joe's, Foxy's favorite. After getting their milk cartons, Foxy and Goosey sat down at their table and started to chow down on their lunches. Unfortunately, Foxy found a dirty feather in her sloppy joe, making her slam it down with disgust. Foxy's eyes darkened again, and she stared at Chicken Little and his friends. Well, two of them, actually. Fish Out of Water called in sick this morning. What, were you too lazy to write something for Fish Out of Water to do? Hey! Oh, I'm sure it'll, I mean, there are 11 chapters, so it'll probably tie in. Yeah, don't be mean, dude. I'm sorry. Goosey. 
I think my meal today consists of a pig, a duck, and a chicken, Foxy said in a sadistically low voice. Well, you can't have that because that's not on the menu, Goosey pointed out to her, not knowing that her friend had suddenly changed. Foxy got up and slowly went over to Chicken Little's table and placed her hands on it. Um, hi there, Foxy, Runt of the Litter said dreamily to her. Why, hello there, bacon sandwich, Foxy replied back to him in a fake sweet voice. Hi, Foxy. Do you want our lunch money or something? Because none of us have any, Abby Mallard spat. I don't need your lunch money, duck roast, Foxy snapped as she turned towards Chicken Little, drooling all over their table as she came close to him. Um, Foxy, are you okay? Do you want my egg sandwich? Ew. What the fuck, Chicken Little? What does that mean? <laughs> Ew. That's disgusting. Wait, wait, you don't eat, like, fetus sandwich on the daily? <laughs> yeah, that's how I get some straw. That's my stem cell research. That's how I beat COVID. Uh, <laughs> Chicken Little tried to surrender his lunch as an peace offering to save, his, to save himself and his friends. I'm sorry, Chicken Bucket. I don't want your stupid sandwich. I want you and your pals as my lunch, she yelled as she pounced onto them. A uh, quick question. So this takes place two years after. So does that mean is she still like, I guess, did the brainwashing revert back to normal? I guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why she's also like, I don't know. It's hard to feel bad for anybody in this. Yeah. Carry on, wrap us up. All right. Abby tried to push the deranged fox kit away from Chicken Little, but to no avail, as she was tossed aside effortlessly. Then Runt of the Litter tried to help Abby, but Foxy simply growled at him, making him hide under the table, berating himself for being a scared piglet. Foxy had gotten a good bite on Chicken Little's arm before she felt an metal object hit her hard on the back of the head. Ow! She heard Chicken Little yell out in pain before she fell to the ground. As Foxy started to black out, she caught a glimpse of her assailant, Goosey Lucy, holding her dented lunch tray with a look of terror on her face. Whoa. To be continued. So we have two options here. Do you want, did you read any chapter two? No. Okay. Here's what I think we do. Go to chapter 11, Spencer. It's not that long. Do we just go for chapter 11? Yeah. All right. I mean, Take us to the top. Yeah. Is there a title for the chapter or no? No? Okay. No, no. All right. Moving ahead, just a little jump to chapter 11. Uh, oh, it's me. Okay. Do we know Vixie? All right. No, we're, we're going to be so lost. Foxy and Vixie made their way the many flights of stairs due to Poodle Noodle sending the facility on lockdown, shutting down the <laughs> elevators in the process and forcing the two Vixens to roll with the punches and modify their idea with confronting the homicidal Poodle. Okay, I'm caught up. <laughs> Damn, that clever bitch. Vixie groaned. That's her voice now. Vixie groaned as her legs started to ache from climbing so many stairs while Foxy bounced up them in her unique gait. <laughs> I wish I still had your energy, honey, she remarked while catching her breath. Oh, it's her mom. Eat more breakfast in the morning, mom, Foxy joked, much to her mother's 
how do you say that chagrin 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 yeah i've never i always see it like written but i never actually read it you dare mock this person's uh choice of words and you cannot Uh even pronounce chagrin Hmm. you'll have more energy you've got a point there but when you get to be my age foxy you'll start to feel run down and vixie started to say before her daughter interrupted her I think she, I think Vixie's even sexier than that, Spencer. Uh, you don't I, need to change that, but just for future reference. Of course. Thank you. Mom, I know already. We all get old, then we die. But that's not important right now. We got a villain to confront, Foxy <laughs> said while she waited for her mother to catch up to her. Not the way I would have put it, but okay. Vixie thought as she finally made her way to the top of the stairs, relieved when she saw a sign labeled director's office in tiny white letters with an arrow pointing at a door with a key card lock on it, pulling the key card out of her cleavage. See, she's freaking hot, dude. She (laughs) closed her eyes and slid the card into the lock, praying to herself that the lock would accept it until her eyes opened and ears perked up at the sound of a confirmation beep and the door opening automatically. Oh, thank goodness, she sighed in relief as she pulled Foxy in for a tight motherly hug while making sure to hold the door open with her foot to prevent it from closing on them. Ugh, Mom. The smaller fox groaned in irritation, her tail disagreeing with her as it wagged. I love you too. I know you do, my little tomboy. Vixie yipped as she gave her child a noogie and letting her go and taking her hand to get inside the hallway, lit only by the red flashing warning lights as they used the shadows as cover and their vulpine eyes to see in the darkened area as they made their way forward, avoiding the patrolling guards as they were without a doubt searching for the two with their night vision goggles. Wait, don't they have... Weren't they just saying they're able to see in the dark? Do they also have goggles for it? I think they're the villains. Oh, okay. Trying to make as little noise as possible, Vixie and Foxy walked softly on all fours as they moved between the rows of cubicles to avoid the beams of flashlights as they swirled around the room. Spotting the director's office sign, Foxy, Loxy, and Vixie quickly snuck to the door and carefully opened it and slipped behind it as it slowly closed behind them hopefully not alerting the guards to their presence, um, making their way down the halls and stopping before the locked door of Poodle Noodle's office, no doubt waiting for them on the other side of the door with a gun for them to bust inside and confront her. We're finally here. You sure you want to do this, Mom? Foxy asked as she swallowed her nervousness down her throat and started taking a few breaths to calm down. Sweetie, don't be scared. I'm right here with you just in case she tries to pull something. I promise. Vixie assured her with a comforting hug. Well now, and I'm proud of you. Thanks, Mom. Foxy smiled as the two foxes calmly opened the door, only to immediately jump down to the floor as Poodle fired her assault rifle at the door, shredding it in the wall it was attached to into pieces, swiftly crawling to the desk for cover and covering their ears from the loud gunfire, which stopped as the deranged woman slowly moved from behind it to confront the two. Uh, what should Poodle Noodle sound like? Russian, Russian accent. The tables have turned, ladies. You think I didn't watch you from my security cameras the whole time? You were sneaking around my facility, assaulting my guards and expecting me not to notice. How stupid do you think I really am? Poodle Noodle berated as she pointed her rifle at the two. Oh, Poodle Noodle is a woman. I need to reassess. I think it worked fine. Uh, She's still going to sound the way she already sounds. Yeah. I'm glad we know. Now, 
Get up slowly. We're doing just that. J just lower the gun, please. Foxy shakingly pleaded. Please don't shoot us. We just want to talk, Poodle, that's all, Vixie explained. What are you and Pharaoh Fight really doing here, exactly? That's all we want to know. And why you kidnapped us. Oh, so I think Poodle Noodle is in charge of the drug. I get it. I think oh, I get so it. Oh, it's so it's a drug that's making her want to eat people? So this or, is Zootopia. This is the Zootopia. <laughs> they just implanted the Zootopia thing, but in a, a different Disney property. Okay, since you came all this way to get to me. Poodle relented as she gestured to the two to sit down with pointing her rifle at the two bullet-riddled chairs behind them. I'll grant you the curiosity of indulging you for a bit, just so you don't try anything. She then tied Vixie and Foxy to the chairs with braided rope and sat back down into her computer chair with her rifle still aimed at them. You see, for centuries... <laughs> this is... Zootopia. Prey, prey and predators lived in constant harmony with each other, she began. Or so you've been led to believe by the lies the Americans, no, I'm kidding. the media has shown and printed to you for years by covering up the actual truth. Great. She's one of those nut jobs, Vixie muttered to Foxy, who nodded in agreement. It is rude to duck over someone, you know? Poodle snarled as she slammed her hand down to shut the two foxes up. As I was saying, there have been predator attacks happening all over the world, and the media ignores it to push the false notion that everything is hunky-dory and not to worry about, she said before Foxy interrupted her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a conspiracy nut. We get it. What does any of that nonsense have anything to do with you kidnapping and trying to kill us? She demanded to know getting more irritated by the minute. Shut your bitch hole and I'll explain. Okay, s save that audio clip, Nico, and just have it for the future. <laughs> yeah, I will. Poodle emphasized with click on the rifle's receiver and a menacing smile on her face. I've been watching you for a while since obtaining your school records during my visit there. Quite the resume for a 15-year-old. That's old for a fox, isn't it? Um, the constant <laughs> bullying to <laughs> the constant bullying to one Chicken Little and his friends. Well, that's some good intel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably the result of no constant parental figure in your life. She sneered at Vixie. Hmm, the vandalism to school property and shoplifting from the book fair. I know that you're a fox, but come on. Okay, and lastly, the federal attacks recently. Very interesting stuff here. Foxy glared at the insane bitch with all the hatred she could muster from within. I asked you a question, lady. Now answer me. Wow, wait, we're almost done. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> I wanted to know what made you predators tick. And I now know the root of it all. Blood. Poodle Noodle said as she produced a piece of goat leg from her desk <laughs> drawer Jesus. and slowly walked towards Foxy, still dripping with blood from within her plastic bag. No doubt violently ripped <laughs> off from some poor innocent soul. Jesus! <laughs> see this delicious meat, Foxy? Stop it, Poodle! Vixie warned. She doesn't need these stupid mind games you're playing with. She's suffered enough! Do you want it? Go ahead. Take a nice long bite from it, Poodle Noodle said in a hushed tone as she waved the bloody leg in front of Foxy. 
who tried with all her might to resist the temptation, the sweet crimson scent invading her nostrils as it traveled through them and wrapped itself around her brain and making her eyes turn black. Is this just like describing the from finding nemo when the shark smells yeah. blood his eyes turn black i um, mean it's, it's just still it's still just utopia <laughs> and making her eyes turn black and forcing her into a state of lucidity resist foxy resist fixie shouted earning a stinging slap across the face for poodle is shut up oh. and let her embrace her inner predator she yelled she needs the meat just like you she then forced Foxy's mouth open and shoved a piece into it. Now, Foxy, feed. <laughs> Don't do it, sweetie, Fixie tearfully pleaded. Please, resist. Foxy, in her feral state, looked at her mother as she chewed on the meat and savored every bite as the blood coated her tongue and cascaded down her throat <laughs> and proceeded to let out a series of pleasure growls and wagging her tail contently. That's a good girl. Poodle smiled in satisfaction as she turned to a distraught Vixie and leaned towards her in a gloating manner. It's a beautiful natural thing, yes? Watching your loved ones turning feral before your very eyes with no way to stop it. Now, if you'll permit me, I'm off to use the ladies' room. <laughs> Don't try to escape, or I'll order my men to shoot you on sight. Why are you going to the bathroom now? She warned she before... <laughs> She warned before stepping out of her office and ordering her guards to stand by the doors just in case. Vixie said nothing as tears rolled down her cheeks as she hopelessly watched her daughter swallow the meat and panting heavily as she licked her lips and stared at the goat leg in hunger and biting the air in desperation. My poor baby. Vixie sobbed. The and end. that's the end. Jesus. Oh, the end. <laughs> it occurs to so me. she succumbed. So it occurs to me that like so the big bad behind this is this poodle and this poodle this poodle hates hates predators specifically but isn't aren't dogs like definitely like carnivores and like you know what i, I mean i think i from the from what i've gotten from poodle noodle in this chapter is that poodle noodle is more so um an anarchist ah. or or uh in, in the sense of some anarchist looking to reign power for themselves okay whereas um she's calling out the falsehood spread by media that looks like there is there's a faux sense of har har harmony between these two groups ah. and it's kind of i think she's she's enforcing a greater civil unrest so then she can grab uh the power for herself with that said and done i uh got some additional bullshit for you guys so I know earlier I was speaking about the Chicken Little movie tie-in game. However, do you guys know that they released a sequel? The sequel game released is Disney's Chicken Little Ace in Action. And it is based on the action film at the end of the movie. And it's a full game based in that world. So as described in the game, this is a prequel to the movie based on their lives. However, it's made after the first movie, and they're watching, they're, sorry, they're playing this game. It is a game in their world. So you get cutscenes of the Chicken Little crew playing the game, and then you play the game as Ace and uh, all the other characters. And you also see that other characters in the Chicken Little universe have their own version of themselves in the Ace universe. 
genius. The mayor is now the president. He's like, you're a maverick, Ace. Get back here. I won't let you fight those aliens. <laughs> and like then he um and then Foxy is like a Carmen San Diego character, but like Ace and her are sexual tension. She's like, Oh, Ace, you've uh, it sounds like her mother. Uh it's Ace, how often must we do this flirting game of cat and mouse or chicken and funks one day we'll have to settle on a date dumb <laughs> like so she's got like her own like jewel thief thing going on and it's all this like little vignette of missions and you see all these like carryovers and in between the levels you check in on the chicken little crew playing it and let me just show you guys a little bit I i'm sure uh we'll post the image somewhere but i specifically loved the image of a uh, chicken little um holding a wiimote nunchuck <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that looks so great. Oh god. But yeah, this is the weasel. Game. Oh the weasel. I'm sure it's very funny. Oh there's there's Foxy. Oh what are they That's probably what her mom looks that's probably what Vixie looks like. Yeah. Um Yeah, God God bless. Shout out uh wishing to call for uh for the walkthrough on this. Oh yes, thank oh, you. Oh, and then there's also like a part in it. <laughs> Where like they're so they're all playing together and like you you're obviously playing like as Ace or I think there's little mini games where you play as other members of like Ace's space crew, yeah. but on a different level you're playing as Chicken Little playing as them or sometimes Runt plays sometimes Fish plays and then Abby's like, hey why do you ever ask me to play and Chicken Little's just like, what girls don't like video games. <laughs> Oh, because that was definitely Chicken Little's personality in the movie. No, he goes he goes full little like Gamergate on her. And Sheenie's <laughs> like, stop trying to make it political. And he tore it up and he doxed her. And uh yeah, so that this honestly it made me think about kind of how like it's in like the game is a lot of really fun bits at end. It's a very fun, like it I think I mentioned it before as a separate comparison, but it's like when they made the Buzz Lightyear TV cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Um mm -hmm. as like a sequel slash like just additional piece of mm -hmm. content to toy story like it's yeah. a very fun tongue-in-cheek thing with this version of a kind oh, of recognizable yeah. character but i was happy to discover and explore that and That's thus great. ends our exploration of this additional bullshit dot 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 except side additional bullshit i also uh as we should with any disney property i wanted to look to see if chicken little was in the video game series kingdom hearts um, he <laughs> is in Kingdom Hearts 1.5, um, which tells you all you need to know about how that series uh, tracks narrative, which <laughs> yeah. is 1.5. Um, it's not like a Chicken Little world, and it actually, I believe the game came out before Chicken Little came out in Japan, so it was kind of a cross-promotional thing. But he's just a summon in it, so you just like click a button, and he's like, it's like Sora, the main anime boy in Kingdom Hearts, like, hey chicken little and he's like i can do it and then chicken little like stands next to you while you have like a buff to your attack or something but uh man one day we'll have to talk about the insane bullshit that is kingdom hearts but that there's that's the additional additional bullshit but with all that said i feel we can start putting a little lid on our time with this lovely lovely uh this film this film is okay <laughs> yeah it's uh actually I, mean... I don't know i think it might be not okay <laughs> yeah there's some like really well there's just like some really weird choices oh, i don't, I don't even mean like problematic or whatever i just mean I, I think it's kind of like a mess yeah no i mean like as like just like the choices it makes like like we talked about like the structure and the pacing you're just like 
seems like it's been put in a blender like a few times. Yeah, um, and I mean, we're not alone on this. The film kind of came out to pretty negative reviews. A 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I believe it pulled in like a 5.4 or something on Metacritic. Although Cinema Score, which is like the form of measurement you should use on any movie, it got an A minus. So uh, they got that. Go- There's a film of the people, not for those those dummy, dumb, dumb critics. Um, but yeah, and and since like we were saying before, a lot of Disney's future plans were relying on how well this movie did, and financially it did okay. But I think it was very embarrassing because it significantly performed worse than DreamWorks animated film that year, which was Madagascar. So it was just more and more about how they were kind of missing the mark, not just compared to Pixar, but also to DreamWorks. And after this, you see Lasseter end up moving to Disney animation features, which ends up just turning into Disney Animation Studios or Disney Studios, I believe. Um, And once Lasseter comes in, he like shits out the last few movies they have like bolt he kind of just is like okay this is uh this is already fucked up we'll just get this out and then we'll start over and we'll do good stuff and they sh- that's when they shift into i believe like um you're tangled and your princess and the frog and you get more of a sense of a seal of quality from it uh even if it is still very much like imitation pixar it's better at imitating it so yeah i think the movie will always have an interesting place in history mostly because of that um, I don't know. What, what do you fellas think of, of coming away from the movie, revisiting it, having it sit with you? Where are you falling with it? Um, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's like, it's not that good, but I, I, I will admit like it keeps the pay, it keeps it fast enough. And it like just throws a lot at you constantly that I was like entertained. It's also not that long. So I thought it was like pretty, oh, yeah. That that is a pretty glowing, harmless glowing review you can give to any 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 film is oh yeah you know it's not that long yeah so it was <laughs> actually you know after like isn't Frozen two like two and a half hours or something crazy it's not two I didn't hours see yeah, it, it's uh... it's super long and I just it reminds you of like when animated movies have to be ninety minutes because you couldn't spend millions more dollars to get more minutes out of it yeah um, oh, and God. I agree yeah the movie it benefits from being a bit more compact yeah. what do you think Nico. I mean, it's fun enough. It was very nice revisiting this because of the like billion times I've watched it as a kid. But yeah, it's very like it really does feel like someone is throwing like paint balloons at a wall in the sense that it's just like, all right, we're here, 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 and it doesn't really all work together. Like when you get to the final, because the alien thing is supposed to be like the final main conflict, but it just kind of is there it's like all right it's also you have now. the dad believe me after he says he saw it again and he's like no and then four minutes <laughs> later like if you were pacing this out you should have more time in between the dad doubting him again and then they do their own exploration but instead the world goes to shit like two minutes after everyone doubts him yeah again. that's the other yeah. thing where it's like okay his dad hates him and thinks he's a piece of shit and wishes he was never born and then he likes him because he won a baseball game and then he doesn't like him again and they're like all right we figured everything out yeah. within like no, 30 I, seconds and this isn't even like it's working in a system like this especially when like Disney animated features were having a real crisis of identity is that this movie I think has like four or five credited writers. Um, but it probably had way more hands on the script. Like that's how these things always go. We have all yeah. these um, like uncredited people who probably had a significant impact on different drafts, especially with like this yeah, being yeah. written for over two and a half years. Like we're probably getting mm-hmm. a lot of different scripts in this. And I think this is a place where that lack of polish they develop later 
really shows. So whereas like something yeah. I'd argue about some of their later animated films, there's like a sense of um, dullness to some of later Disney animated features. But however, mm-hmm. they're all very like pretty efficiently made and pretty well polished. Uh, Sans Frozen too. Um, I mean, actually, even that one's well polished. It just is like holy shit. They needed they r- rushed that into production. You know, ultimately this this is fine to less than fine quality wise. It's it's the stuff that I think makes it more interesting than the movie itself is the stuff that surrounds it. Both with like some of the additional media because I played those games and shit. I'm very that's a very personal thing, but also just with where the company was at the time. And uh, I don't think you're ever gonna. I don't think you're gonna see Disney. Uh, release this much of a fucking trash fire from their animated feature division maybe ever again. So, if you're looking for that, everybody, go check out Chicken Little on Netflix and Disney+. Plus. But yeah, anything else you fellas want to add about the movie, about life? Um, Anything you want to just vent frustration about? I do want to say that even though... That the polls were wrong, you're right. uh, Yeah, no, but like... I know we discussed this, but fuck his dad. The first, like, 40 minutes, I was legitimately sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is. Yeah, you were saying, it's also, it's sad, like, in a, like, there's a lot of sad dad shit in, um, I mean, a lot of just American media and, or media stories in general, but specifically, like, there's a lot of sad dad shit in animated films, but you're right. I think both this one being a more of a contemporary sort of setting, but also just the way it's acted, it feels, man, it feels like, uh, like being over for dinner at a friend's place who just has like yeah. a, a rough rough go at it at the moment yeah. at least it's like a it's like a little too real like, <laughs> i guess that's the one thing i can give the film even though they don't really handle it well at least they like make you really feel for yeah no I, 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 at the yeah. Beginning. I don't think like the dad being shitty i don't think is really a consequence of the script not doing the character no, right. yeah. they, they clearly want the dad to be bad at it it's like his how they kind of resolve that and stuff is just maybe a little rush but of of issues I have with the film, I don't mind their relationship from like a quality standpoint. But you're right; it, you're like, wow, this guy fucking sucks. Um, but you know what doesn't suck? Uh, checking in on this podcast every other yeah. Sunday. Look for new episodes, and if you want to, reach out to us at our email at wastingallthistimepod at gmail.com. Make sure you also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, everybody, thank you for wasting this time with us. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.